West Limerick 102 FM. You are listening to Country Life with Morgan O'Flaherty on West Limerick 102 FM. Welcome, you're tuned to Whistler Mick 102 FM. I'm your host, Morgan O'Flaherty with Country Life. Um, I hope you're all keeping well this morning. Um, I suppose, look, the, the, the aim of the show, or what the show is all about, we're, we're doing either a car or a tractor or something like this all along and um, just doing a review of them of what they were like or whatever. Um, like, for example, last week we done the Fiat tractor. We had a gentleman on by the name of Mike Buckley and we had another man on from Tralee by the name of Anthony O'Halloran. Now if you decide you want to listen back, or listen back to the previous week where we had the, the Shamrock car or where we done Fords or where back along, I can't remember what we did, David Browns. They're all up on, um, on what do I call it, on, I can't think of the word now, they're on, they're on, I, I was going to say Snapchats, but it's not Snapchats, it don't matter. But if you go in and you type in Morgan O'Flaherty, uh, Country Life in the radio, you'll get him, or you get him on Spotify, or you get him on all your favourite. Oh my, I can't think of the word. This is fine. We'll think of it soon at the end of the show. Um, this morning, we're going to talk about DeLorean motor cars. Now, for those of you that don't know what, or who a DeLorean was, or what was a DeLorean, a DeLorean was the car out of Back to the Future, um, which I presume you've all seen at some Christmas over the last couple of years at some stage. Um, on the phone to tell me a bit about DeLorean and DeLorean motor cars is our, our resident car guru, Dave Corn. You might remember we had Dave on uh, two weeks ago. He spoke about the Shamrock motor car. So Dave is back with us this morning again to speak about the DeLorean motor car. Dave, you're very welcome and thank you for coming on with us. Not so bad, Dave. Thanks very much for coming on. No problem. So, Dave, we, 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 or once we decided, one of our listeners decided that we should talk about about John DeLorean. I suppose, Dave, we'll start off. Who was John DeLorean? Or what, what was he about? Well, he was an American, obviously enough. He was born in Michigan in 1925. And uh, he was a very good engineer. He started out after he finished college with... Um, Packard, which were a big American company at the time. Mm-hmm. But by the mid to late 50s, Packard were starting to fall apart. So he went to General Motors, which would have been one of the bigger companies, uh, car companies in America at that time. And he was uh, he was the director of the engineering for the Pontiac division. Pontiac were like a, a section of General Motors' one, one car brand. Mm-hmm. And he went, he went up through the, uh, through the ranks there then and he ended up after being chief engineer to, to the general manager in 1965. So that was pretty much vice presidential status of General Motors. And he was only 40 years old at the time. So that was a pretty big deal. He was obviously a very um, clever man and very... Um, yeah. He, he obviously knew what he was doing, a very good engineer. So when he was with General Motors then, uh, he left. Uh, he left soon after that. And um, he was with Chevrolet for a while. And after that, then he left Chevrolet, and in the mid seventies, he started up his own consultancy firm, uh, which was the John the DeLorean Corporation, and the, the DeLorean Motor Company, 
came out of that uh, and he was uh, trying to design his own sports car so he, that was by the mid 70s and uh, that was his plan to he mm-hmm. wanted to make his own car have with his own name on it with his own branding and we say a man that you said was came out in Michigan and America but like why did he pick why did he pick Ireland and that's other than that why did he pick Belfast Yeah. He wanted somewhere that was, uh, there was plenty of people to work. And again, it was a government, um, the government's help was, was available. Apparently, he was going to, he went to uh, Puerto Rico and he was in the Republic of Ireland as well, looking for, looking for um, sites as well. Yeah. Which Northern Ireland, being that they were obviously part of the, the British government set up to have plenty of money. Yes. I would imagine. And they took a deal with him um, to build a brand new factory in uh, just outside Belfast. And uh, he got, uh, I think it was about 65 million of funding uh, to start out with after the government. Yeah. So uh, that was the temp- that was, as they say, the carrots that uh, persuaded him to come to Belfast. And what, what year was all this in, Dave, do you know? It was around about 19... This was about There was there was large scale unemployment, so he figured that he would have had large scale availability of people. Yeah, well, that's a, like all those people that came at that time. They, the government wanted people to work, so they were willing to spend the money then to yeah. to bring people in to do that and set it up. And like his project sounded very very interesting as well. Of course, I'm sure the, the kind of fancy sports car and all that kind of style going on. Because yeah. uh, by all accounts, he was a very kind of a persuasive kind of a man. He would be, uh, he could really tell a good story, like so. That probably helped as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that that probably went a long way, and he and he in these trade meetings with whoever he was in the trade meetings with. Yeah, and he got other uh, investors as well. Like he, uh, I think it was another twenty million or so from a development agency in Northern Ireland, and there was uh, he got dealers then in America. They were supposed to sell this car. They all chipped in a, a couple of, a couple of, maybe twenty-five, thirty thousand each yes. to start it going. So that when they got the cars, then they could claim back their money or something like that. Oh, right. So okay, there was money okay. coming from all angles. So they, they were kind of, they were kind of pre-buying a car before it was even built, really and truly, or a couple of cars. Yeah, sort of investing in the company, and then they'd get the cars, and they'd sell them, and they're supposed to get their money back, and they're supposed to sell the cars, that kind of thing, just, oh, just okay. to buy in. well ahead of the posse like you know wasn't he he was well up there you know gathering money and getting it off the ground and I, I suppose I presume he invested some few pounds of his own money like I think he did yeah he, he had some of his own money stuck in it as well but uh, I don't know how much he had but he would have been fairly wealthy at the time I'd say because of his, his job and stuff like that yeah uh, yeah 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 but with a thing like that you have to get investors from other places too 
you're doing cool shit. You're doing cool. Because even going back in the in the mid to late 70s, like I know we're 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 up and around. We say 65, 75, 85, 90, 90 million. 90 million yeah. doesn't go a long way when you're trying to build a state of the art factory, like. Yeah. And how was the story then with the factory, Dave? Do you know, we 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 we, we built in Belfast, but was it at the time a kind of state of the art factory, or or what? Or what was production like in the factory? Was it a production line, or? Yeah, well, the factory was built from scratch in a field, green field. It was oh, it wasn't a, oh, it wasn't an existing building or anything. No. It was no, it's purpose built. Uh, it was uh, <clears throat> it was just outside Belfast on the on the southern side of Belfast. As you drive into Belfast, you're on the left-hand side of the now the motorway. All right, okay. But uh, there was a railway track there as well, and they had the, the, the motorway was to be built, and it had plenty of roads and rails access, potentially. So um, I think they built the factory in about two years from scratch, and it was, it was a huge, um, I think it was about 65, 70 acres in the whole thing. And um, mm. built from scratch in two years, and to be a modern state-of-the-art car manufacturing plant, which is, again, a pretty impressive thing to do yeah. at the time. I, that was about 1978 till about 1980, I think, they were building the factory, or thereabouts. But you know, that, was a, that was a massive thing to build in two years, like, that was very impressive. Yeah, yeah. just from nothing to death, and uh, it was, um, they done it. So, again, it, that proved it, it was possible to do it, so I suppose people were starting to, to believe in the project then. It's like anyone that has yeah. built their own car, or built their own car, built their own house. Your own house can take up to two years, not to mind a, a factory that's sitting on 60, 60 or 65 acres, like. Well, you have to think too, like the car itself was pretty much uh, designed from scratch. It wasn't using, it wasn't, you know, uh, off another car until like that. It was all designed to be unique, really. Yeah. Which was impressive, impressive as well. I would say, Dave, do you know, uh, like, yeah, I suppose employment, employment. I suppose was when he, when the factory was going probably at his best or whatever. What kind of numbers did he have employed there? Or was it was it a suck? Was it was it ever kind of a success? I suppose. Well, at the start it was. I think there was two and a half thousand people working at the start uh, when it was going as well as it should have been going. Yeah. Because um, there was a lot of work. It was, it was quite it was quite a labour intensive. Uh, building of the building the car, so about two thousand in the factory mm-hmm. at, at, at the beginning or at, at the first year or so when it was when it was in operation when everything was going good. Yes, yeah. which isn't bad. Which isn't bad for you know for one one factory just outside of Belfast and Fairness. Yeah, you don't like a two and a half thousand people. They were probably maybe the, the biggest employer next to Harlan and Wolf at the time in Belfast. That, No, and I, I'd say I'd say even today, you you like you'd be very hard pushed to get probably a factory here either here in Limerick or in Kerry or whatever with two and a half thousand people employed. Like, yeah, it just wouldn't happen. No, yeah, that's a, lot, a whole lot of people. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It, that's an impressive number, like. Yeah, yeah. very impressive number. And so we're wandering away from the the car itself, I suppose. Who designed the car, or who styled the car, or do you know, and all this kind of stuff, and who's, was it John DeLorean himself, or, or who was the man behind it, or the woman? Uh, 
to make a sports car, a two-seater sports car, but there was a, apparently a thing at the time that they were possibly going to outlaw open-top cars, like convertibles and things like that. There was a talk of that in America, you know, because American legislation is a lot different to to the US or to the European legislation. So he wanted the car enclosed in, but he wanted a very different mm-hmm. looking thing as well. So it was a guy called uh, Giorgetto Gugaro of Ital Design. Now he's the same man that designed stuff like the Volkswagen Golf, the original Golf, and he did early audios as well. That was his kind of a, his kind of a, he did a lot of Volkswagen and that kind of a thing. Yes. Ital uh, Design would be fairly well known company, so he was, he was well up there as a designer. So he, uh, he drew the car out, but the original car was supposed to have pop-up headlights, but John DeLorean didn't want that. Right. So he got him to design it with the headlights, the proper height and build it in, but it'd be, that's, that's the, how the style of the car came about then. He, he, he basically drew it and we're working with John DeLorean, they kind of came up with that, that shape, which at the time there was nothing like it. No, so it was, that was leaps and bounds ahead of anything else. And even today, I suppose nearly 40 years later, or 40 years later, or 42 or 3 years later, it still stands out. Doors, yeah, and the, the Gullwing doors as well. That kind of a thing was you know, really futuristic at the time. Yeah, well, I suppose they were probably one of the first cars with Gullwing doors, were they? Well, it was never really a common thing to have Gullwing doors, but Mercedes SL300 did have them in the 50s. So mm-hmm. I suppose that was kind of the, the style and the, the fashion he was looking for to give it a kind of a, I suppose, a, a unique or a kind of an expensive look because it yeah. takes uh, quite a bit of work to make up the doors to to work properly. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of uh, engineering to design it. Fantastic. Tell me, Dave, can I cut you there for a minute? Or we might go to a quick ad break, if you don't mind. No problem. No if, problem. You, if you can stay with us and we'll, we'll come back and talk to you after these. How are you doing, folks? You're very welcome back. You're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM. I'm your host, Morgan O'Flaherty with Country Life. With us on the phone this morning, we have um, we have the, our resident car guru, Dave Dave Kern. Dave was talking to us this morning about the DeLorean motor car, which, of course, if you don't know it, it was the car that was in Back to the Future, you know, that car with the gullwing doors, the, the famous iconic car uh, that was built in Belfast. Um, Dave is talking to us about the car this morning. Dave, we we so we continue with our car. Um, what was the story? We say what kind of engine did they use, and what was it set up, and all this kind of stuff? Was it set up for? I suppose presumably it was set up for the American market. Yeah, well, he originally wanted to put a rotary engine inside it, like the Mazda RX RX Seven, it's the the Winkle they call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was the original plan, but he couldn't get. Uh, the, the, those engines were a bit of a disaster with high fuel consumption and oil consumption as well. They were never sorted out properly in the 70s and it actually broke the company NSU. So with, with, the, with the fuel crisis and stuff like that in the 1970s, the early 70s, around 1973, he uh, got what well, was a, a Peugeot or a Citroen engine, a P, a P, a P, PSV or it was a joint engine between Peugeot and Citroen anyway, V6. <coughs> That used to be, it was the engine that was in the, the Peugeot 604, the Renault 30 or the Volvo 260 car. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a 2.7 litre V6 engine. And that was located in the back of the car. It was 
legend machine. So the engine was fairly powerful for its size and pretty compact. Yes. Which is, which is kind of what they wanted for the American market, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that was in the back of the car. Uh, rear engine and rear, rear, rear drive. Yeah, of course, they were, yeah, if everyone, if, if anyone even, I'm going to keep referring to Back to the Future film, but you can see in Back to the Future the engine was in the car and whatever, like, or in the back of the car, rather. Um, yeah, well, of And I suppose, David, you know, the bodywork in the car and, and the car set up and the kind of, you know, all this kind of stuff, like, you know, I suppose the bodywork design and, you know, in what, what way did they construct it and all this? and what not. Especially when you're you're talking forty two or three years ago, like or maybe a bit more. Mm -hmm. And you were saying go on yeah, no talk away. Yeah, that's actually that was actually just what I was going to ask you though. I was thinking my next question in my head was going to be we all know the stainless steel and I suppose stainless steel is your your tongues in the press or you know, your cooking utensils. Yeah. Were they all stainless steel? Was there any of them, any few of them painted at all? Well, they all left the factory as stainless steel cars, but some of them have been painted in the meantime. Um, there was one in the museum in Killarney, the Transport Museum, that was painted red. And you occasionally see painted cars, but they never were painted leaving the factory. There was, that was always that silver look and the stainless steel finish was the original. Oh, yeah. That's what, that's what the, they were all that colour. That was, that was his design, that was his style. Brilliant. Yeah. And I suppose then, um, I know I never knew this until we, you you said it to me a while ago off 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 the air. But I actually never knew that Lotus were involved. Yeah, Lotus, Lotus were involved because um, 
the suspension design and the chassis design. The chassis was similar to a Lotus chassis for some of the other Lotus cars, like the Elite or the, uh, the, the E-Class or some one of them. They all had a similar setup. Mm-hmm. And it was, I suppose, easier for... Uh, it was easier for um, DeLorean to go to them for their health, really, I suppose, to sort the car out. They probably sorted out the suspensions and the, the layout and how to... Uh, I know they, they designed the... the they designed the fiberglass mouldings for the for the bodywork as well. They they designed all that because it was a two part mould you put in the fiberglass and there was a mould that went down the top of that and you injected in resin into the fiberglass for all the world like a big tub and they they were pushed together in I presume hydraulically and that gave you the form for the for the body tub. Oh. It came out in it came out in as a plastic for all the world a plastic unit. So they yeah. had all that technology. And um, it, it, they just, I suppose it was easier, I presume they paid them so much to, to help us. Yeah. The car up and going probably a lot easier than it would have been if they didn't have that, um, that, kind, of, that kind of help. They had, they had that. They had that kind of perfected at that stage already, like, and there was no point in him going at it, I suppose. Yeah, they had the experience of that type of design. Mm-hmm. even saying that now I suppose like you were saying there the factory was kind of in the we said the mid to late 70s and two yeah. two years to build the factory but I suppose then was, was there trials in for the car and everything was it long before the car was ready for sale and That that, that 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 was a massive a massive thing to do as well at the time, like. Well, it was yeah. So they yeah early, in the early eighty one they started exporting the cars, and of course everything was exported to America then as well. And was 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 America then was America the real real intended market, or had they other ideas of world domination as such? Follow probably that was you know that's very impressive like really and truthfully like 
I would say overall, you were saying there that 7,000 made, but I presume they, they, they made more than 7,000 cars. Hello, Dave. We, we lost Dave for a second, I think. Dave will come back to us. We're, we're, we're here talking about the DeLorean motor car. Dave, you with us? No, we're after losing Dave. What we'll do is we'll go to an ad break. We'll do an ad break anyway. And um, what we'll do, we'll, we'll try and get Dave back on the phone. And when we come back, we, we'll continue talking about DeLorean motor cars. You're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM. I'm your host, Morgan O'Flaherty. West Limerick 102. How are you doing, folks? You're very welcome back. You're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM. I'm your host, Morgan O'Flaherty with Country Life. And this morning, we're talking about the DeLorean motor car. And in case you just joined us, the DeLorean motor car was the iconic Back to the Future car that was built in Belfast. Back to the Future has been in the film. Now on the phone with us this morning, we have Dave Corn from Tralee. And Dave is talking to us about, about, about cars and about the DeLorean and where it was built and what it was built and what it was the setup of the car and everything else. Um, but we lost Dave there before the ad break. Dave is back with us. Dave, you're welcome back again. John DeLorean didn't like what you said and he cut you off, maybe. <laughs> he came back to haunt me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dave, before, before we went to the ad break, we were, we were talking numbers. Um, what kind of numbers are the cars and what, you know, what kind of numbers did, did they produce? Uh, well, like I said, they're now by the end of 1981, 7,000 cars made, but in total, it was just over 9,000, I'm told. Yeah. So, because... Now they all were they all left hand drive they were. They were except they, they built twelve right hand drive cars alright. Because they were they were potentially thinking about maybe going into the some right hand drive markets. So they built twelve right hand drive, but that's they're quite rare now. Someone has done a record of what's what's left of where they are. And uh but like that left hand drive was um predominantly the main setup in those, yeah. Just because it was American yeah, and you were saying there, like, you know, 1981 was a fantastic year from 1982, the numbers started to drop off, you know, I suppose. Well, Go on, yeah. There was, there was a recession in the US in 82. All oh, right, okay. The, the car market kind of fell apart then, and a lot of cars went over to America and weren't sold. So when the cars weren't being sold, then the money wasn't coming back to the factory. You know, because you just fight to send out the product, but you need to bring the money back from selling the product as well. Yes. So, the cars were sitting there unsold, and the money wasn't coming back. They were still making the cars, so they had to cut back in the production. And 2,000 workers were put in a three-day week. And then everyone was starting to get upset because the money wasn't coming back, and uh, it was all kind of going around the circle then. Yes. So... It was unfortunate, really. Like I said, it wasn't really his fault that things failed because he was trying to do everything right. Yeah. And it was the, the American recession, really, that, that started the whole thing to, to, to collapse. He was kind of trying to drive on production, then keep making the cars. But as I said, if you, if you can't get your money back, 
you're not going to be able to keep going. No, you're not. Definitely not. I will say, like, hypothetically speaking, as they say, if if the, could you see, like, was there such a market there for them that if the recession hadn't happened in in the states at that time, could you have seen the car lasting? Or could you could you have seen it? I suppose talking, looking at into the future, we'll call it. But do you reckon yeah. the car would have survived, and would they have gone on to make different models, or what was their plans in their head? Well, they had a, a plan to make a four-door model, and there was, you know, they had plans to build different types of uh, DeLoreans, different models, of different editions. So I'd say if it hadn't fallen apart, it probably would have been okay, and they would have kept going because yeah. it seems that the cars were selling up until then. But like you, you know, like every recession even when it happened in Ireland. People aren't going to spend money when they can't. They don't know what the future is like. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. sports cars are always going to be a luxury item, like so. And when you have only one market, then you're kind of caught as well. You are a course, yeah. You are a course. And yeah. I suppose, you know, I suppose we we we've all heard. Well, I won't say we've all heard, but I've heard it anyway before and heard talks of it. But there was big talks about this this drugs bust. That John DeLorean was was caught with cocaine or something like that, and he was caught importing cocaine or something. You know, there were so many different stories about. Yeah. Did nobody seems to really know the truth? Well, that seems to. That's the. I suppose the, the movie kind of thing about it. You know, the, the good movie script type thing. He was trying to get money to keep the company going. The British government was slow. To help them out because they'd already put so much money into it anyway. Yeah. And they said, well, when it's all falling apart now and we put so much money into it, why should we keep going? And then they had a receiver uh, um, appointed and he was trying to sort it out. And to be fair to him, he was a man called Kenneth Cook. He uh, he was doing his best to make it work. But DeLorean wanted to kind of keep control of the company. And I think one of the deals was that he would be kind of more or less pushed to the side. And someone else would kind of run it in his in his stead, as they say. So he yes. didn't want to be, because it was his company and his car and his design and all that, which you can understand. So I can't find out exactly the deal with the coke, the cocaine thing, but it, he was apparently caught buying 100 kgs of cocaine in, in October 1982. Mm-hmm. But it seems that it was some sort of a, an American, the, the FBI had some sort of a sting operation going on. And they set him up because they knew he was looking. He was looking for money, so yeah. there was some sort of a setup going on that they they they, they set him up and they busted him. But when he went to court then, in 1984, he uh, he got off because he, his lawyers had to prove that it was a, a sting operation, and uh, he was he was left. The, the, the jury voted in his favour, and he was left left off. So it's hard to know. I was trying to read into there, you know, over the last couple of days to see. Okay, yeah, yeah. So he was kind of, he was kind of set up from the word go. They knew he was looking for money, like. Yeah, and uh, whatever reason the FBI had to be chasing him. I'm not sure what the real story was, but there was some sort of setup. And once they had him for that, then the, the whole thing was shut down. The, the British government pulled the pin, and the game was up. Yeah, 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 and it, it just the whole lot went down the swanee, as they say. 
about those, which is unfortunate because, you know, if you read about his, it, the car was pretty sound design and the factory was state of the art and the people were there and the, work, the workers were keen on building the car. Yeah. And it was all, it was all, it was all good in that sense. It was just that the finances fell apart, unfortunately, and that was that. Yeah, 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 the things just, just didn't work out in the finish, like. Yeah, he was caught, really, which is, you know, it was unfortunate because he was clearly a very good engineer and he had things, he had it all set up pretty well, like it was a pretty impressive project to get going from, from scratch. It was, of course, considering he was only, he was only a kind of a design engineer with, with a couple of different car companies and just he got up and going. Like. Yeah. You do, of course. You absolutely do, of course. Yeah, but um, I suppose if we we can talk, we 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 have spoke about it. But we can talk about the DeLorean car without asking you about the the iconic car that everyone everyone associates DeLorean with is the actual Back to the Future car that was used in the film. What happened that, or do you know anything about that, or what was the story with it? Very interesting, you know, actually. <laughs> yeah, but that's, 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 that's the story, like, so. Yeah. The, the DeLorean was picked in because it looked kind of like a spaceship and futuristic, and uh, the, the thinking was if it went back to 1955, it would look like a, really look like a car from the future. Yeah. Because it had that, that, you know, at the time, it was only, the design was only maybe, I suppose, 85, it was only maybe five years old. So it was still quite, it was still quite futuristic at the time, design-wise, there was a lot of cars. Um, it didn't look like it, so they picked the DeLorean. No, it mm. wasn't just one car either. They had, a, I think they had about um, five of them. All right, okay. For, for different things, you know, there was there was one car for driving, and then there was other cars for interior scenes, and there was one other car lighted out for the flying scenes and that kind of thing. Yes. But there, there is one car that was built for all the stuff, and I think it still exists. It's in the... It was used for the film, and then after the film, the Universal Studios in Hollywood, they use it as a prop. All right, okay. You know, as a kind of a demonstration car for uh, a yeah. display car. But it was sitting there for years, but some guy bought it, or got it, and he restored it over a couple of years and finished it back to the original specification of the, what, you, what you know as the Back to the Future car with all the wires on the side of it. Yes. And... Um, it's used, I don't know, it's used, for, it's used for, like, shows and demonstrations and stuff like that. But Fantastic. apparently it took a lot of work to get it back in, in action. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know, like that, when you, when you, when you say that, you know, you're thinking about different films and all this stuff, you know, I kind of always kind of presumed that, you know, I suppose at the time they might have thought that Back to the Future would become such an iconic brand or an iconic film. Do you know? Well, that's it. It was, apparently, Back to the Future was... The script was, uh, he, they went to different people to see where they make the film. A lot of people didn't think it was going to be any way good at all. 
for a couple of years after they had their skip written up. Yeah. And uh, it took off then, of course, and became massive. And uh, if it wasn't for the film, probably the DeLorean wouldn't have been as well known at all. Possibly not, no. Because that's how we all know it's like we all saw Back to the Future Mario. Yeah. 35, 35 years ago. And every Christmas, 35 years later. Yeah, I, I still have it. I, yeah, I same as that. Yeah, I have the box set inside at home. Yeah, same as myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, it was always George DeLorean. It was always the cancer to... Uh, it just looked the past, basically, yeah. It did, of course. It did, of course. It was a fantastic thing. But, um, I suppose you were saying then, I suppose you were saying that there were something like 9,000 cars built overall. Like, yeah. I presume there was a couple of accidents and a couple of them maybe didn't sell and were broken down, but how many of them survived today, then, and what's the story with that? Again, there's, there's a lot of debate about that, because there's cars in different countries, and there's cars brought back from America, and some of them are in Ireland again. But I think there's around five, five and a half thousand still in existence, actually being used, apparently. Oh, yeah, that's a big no. enough number, like. Some, some guy is trying to figure out exactly by the way you always get tools just as always a fellow he's trying to yeah. find out exactly how many cars so they're working on that apparently to see how many are left trying to keep a, a register but around about the five five and a half thousand is what seems to be the general figure alright ok ok accepted figure at the moment but, which isn't bad really because it's 40 years since the car was uh, stopped being produced it was 82 maybe 38 years ago yeah. uh, but of course like that if it wasn't for Back to the Future, as we said, it probably wouldn't have been as probably, big of a deal. Uh, no, no, without a doubt. It would have been left to the wayside, Back to the Future, so it's all just, unfortunately, it was too late for the, for the company. It was, yeah. If Back to the Future can happen maybe in 1982 or 1981 or two, it would have been an absolutely different set up altogether. It would have been, yeah, because that's what made it famous. It was, yeah. And, it was, uh, yeah. Just came too late. When the cars are still there, people are interested in the cars, but they weren't being made anymore. Yeah. So. I would say, Dave, uh, like, I, I, I read there one night, or I seen in a television program that there was some crowd in Texas that apparently this crowd in Texas were, they were, they, well, okay, what, what I kind of figured out, what I kind of seen from this program was that, you know, when they, when they were building the cars, they obviously built the panels and this and that and everything else. But some crowd from Texas is where she bought the remainders or the contents of the factory. Um, you don't know if that's if there's any truth behind that or what's the story with it? Or? There is some c- company that have the brand name, as far as I know. Right. DMC, Mo- DMC Motors or, or whatever that was called. Mm-hmm. And they seem, they seem to be, I know they're reconditioning the cars or they're making parts for them or selling parts or that kind of a thing. No, as for building whole cars, I'm not sure. Yeah, the brand name is owned by someone still to, to, to this day, and uh, he seems to be involved in the right for some spare parts thing more so than building cars. But I don't know exactly the fine detail of that. Now, to be honest, right, that's um, okay. But it, it is out there. The, the brand name still exists. And what about we said John Delorean in himself? I presume he's no longer with us. He's since passed away. I presume. Yeah, he died in uh, two thousand five. Right. Even up until he up until he died, I think he was still trying to work on ideas for cars, and you know he was always driven that way. Like that, he wanted yeah. to, he couldn't ever get out of the 
car designer mould, I suppose, as you say. He was supposed to be working on designs up until he died. But he was quite old at that stage. I mean, he was yeah. born in 1925 and he died in 2005, so... Yeah. Yeah, he was... Uh, Old, yeah. He was there, thereabouts. Anyway, yeah, we won't, we won't embarrass ourselves by doing sums in air, Dave. <laughs> no, because I was never good at maths. <laughs> no, no, same as that, same as that. Um, I suppose that's it, Dave. I can't think of any more to ask you about it, unless you have something yourself you think you might want to add. Well, I suppose that's kind of the general gist of it. Yeah. Uh, like <clears> I said, <throat> the idea was sound. Part of the project was sound. Factory, everything seemed to be going well. Until the recession happened, like he, he was like he was as I said, it was pretty impressive because you start from scratch with the design, yeah, which was a unique design as such. I know it was Lotus based, and Lotus had a good help in the suspensions and stuff. But still, he got the design, basic design going. He got Guigaro uh, for the Italian design to design it. Mm-hmm. He got Lotus involved, which was Colin Chapman, which was a big name at the time, even though he died soon afterwards, and. Um, Got the factory, well, got the money from the British government, got the money from the investors, got the factory mm-hmm. up and going in two years, got the workforce in, got them all trained on the design, how to assemble the car, how to do the fiberglass. It was all, you know, you can't fault the effort that went into it. No, it you can't. It's unfortunate that it fell apart because I would say that the design was sound and the idea was sound and it's just a pity that it didn't work out. Yeah, yeah, just one of those things, like we said, the Amer- <clears throat> excuse me, the American recession came in and that was it in the story. And everyone just remembers him, oh, John DeLorean busted for the cocaine, but he was a bit more than that. Like, he was obviously a very clever man, and just, I suppose by the end, he was just desperate to keep it going, as it would be like with anything, if, you're, if, you, if, if, if you're, your project has been taken off you, through no fault of your own, really, like, in one way. Yeah, and truly, exactly, through no fault of his own, and you know what? He gave he gave vast employment, and of course, he also gave us something to talk about this morning. Well, this is the most important thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Without a shadow of a doubt. I would say, Dave, what kind what kind of money would a DeLorean fetch these days? We say in 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 the market. Well, oh, I say they're <clears throat> getting quite expensive. Yeah, I've seen figures of like forty and fifty thousand for them. There's a website there called CarenClassic.co.uk and they come up occasionally on that. And I've, I've seen them for 40 and 50,000, which yeah. is a, a lot of money, you know, for any car. Yeah, but yeah. It, as we said, it would be the, that's the future thing that was, that's what drives the price of this because that's what people see, that's what people want, just the Back to the Future car. Yeah. If, if Back to the Future hadn't happened, I would be thinking that they wouldn't make the money that they make nowadays. Probably it's, won't. It's, you know, it's like anything. It's like the Ford Escorts and, and, and all that. It's the rallying that drives that on. Yes. You know, that's why they're so expensive because people, they have the rallying pedigree and they have the history and especially in Ireland, every fellow that was rallying was driving an Escort and it drives the price up because everyone wants one. Everyone wants part of the history. But I wonder, I wonder in another 10 or 15 years time, uh, the Back to the Future film will always be I suppose, to me, a great film. But I wonder in 10 oh, or 15 yeah. years' time, in the next generation coming up, will they have the same interest in in the cars or, like you said, in, in the rallying, in the Mark 1, Mark 2s and the DeLorean? Like, I suppose, to be honest, I can see the whole thing fading away and a new car coming in. Well, that's, that's what happens, like, even in the vintage 
Yeah. You would say 20 years ago, 25 years ago, 30 years ago. It was all cast in the 1930s, 1940s, because that's all the fellas knew when they were younger. It's still yeah. the cast that you knew when you were younger. So as time moves on, like even in the last 10 or 15 years, like you had a lot of... Uh, Say sixties and seventies cars coming to to runs, and it, nowadays it's more so the seventies and eighties cars and some yeah. of the nineties cars because nineteen ninety was thirty years ago still, like you know. Of course, yeah. And a lot of the, the lads that are, I suppose they're thirty, forty now, or maybe whatever. They have their, they might have a few pounds they can afford to buy a car, and they want to buy to buy something that they they knew when they were younger. Yeah. You know, if it was forty years old, they're going to buy a Model T because it's an alien car team. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, he'd, he'd always see a, say a Toyota or a Twin Cam or whatever, and he'd, he'd buy that then because that's what he remembers, and that was always on the road when he was younger. Maybe his dad had one or his granddad had one. And that's what happens. It'll be the same. I suppose it's well, back to the future. Probably be them that'll be there forever. But yeah, it's, it's a fair point. As time moves on, things will change. Yeah, but I presume that the, the film will always kind of maybe keep the car iconic and what it is. No, they didn't, no, 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 Unfortunately, we have to leave it at that. We could probably talk about the DeLorean and other cars for the next two hours as well. But <laughs> and we've done it. Yeah, we have done it. Yeah, and we'll do it again, no doubt. Yeah, that's perfect. And Dave, thanks again for having me. Before you go, thanks for coming on, first of all. But have you any, uh, I suppose, have you any preference for two weeks' time if you're available? That'll be fine, Dave. And we'll have a big unveil maybe next Friday. And hopefully, Dave, you might come back on with us Friday week and we will talk more about cars. Yeah, and thanks again for having me. No matter, Dave. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. That was Dave Corn there. Dave, absolute gentleman. Dave, thank you. You're, you're a legend. Um, <clears throat> We spoke about DeLorean motor cars there. Um, You know, brilliant. The, the history of the whole lot and there's the pity it, the pity it failed um it failed like that through no fault fault of John DeLorean himself it just failed through I suppose the American recession and just things didn't work out fantastic idea I've seen a few DeLoreans um like Dave said there was one in the museum in Killarney um I've seen a few in Listowel a couple of years ago there was a kind of a, a DeLorean a drive they were driving around Ireland. I went to Listowel to see them. I've been lucky enough to see a few of them. Um, they're a fantastic looking car, absolutely fantastic. I'd love to get a, a drive in one of them. So, if any of our listeners out there have one and we would we'll, mind giving it to me to <coughs> excuse me to go to the shop for a, a, a litre of milk or something someday, I'd love to get a hold of it and 
take her for a spin. Um, that's kind of it for myself um, for this week. Thanks for tuning in. Keep tuned. Um, other than that, I suppose, give a look at the YouTube channel, Morgan O'Flaherty. Um, you'll find me on that. We have a couple of videos gone up of fellas cutting silage and this kind of stuff. Um, other than that, I suppose, the podcasts is the word I couldn't think of earlier on in the show. Um, this program will be available in a couple of hours' time in, in the podcast section on your podcast favourite your favourite podcast apps or whatever you you look through your podcast through. Or maybe if you have a friend that might like to hear about the DeLorean car, he might necessarily be based here in Limerick or around the, the county, but he might be further away. So get onto the podcast in maybe later on today. Click on it, click on the link, share it through WhatsApp or whatever and send it on to them, something like this. You might know over in Texas that might be interested in DeLorean cars. Um, that's it for myself for today. Um, I have a plan next Friday maybe to talk about Belarus tractors um, I have the Belarus tractor sorted but we have uh, looking for someone to talk about Lada cars even though they were a relation to the feet which we done last week um, but look we'll figure it out as we go along thanks for tuning in um, thanks for listening to us over the last hour or whatever and of course thanks to Patrick who we'd be lost without Patrick there's our editing man and there he's the fellow that puts up the podcasts and all for us Patrick, we really appreciate your time and your, your input. Um, that's it for myself. You're tuned to West Limerick 102 FM. And uh, we might talk to you. When might, we will talk to you next week. Stay safe and um, keep at home and do whatever you have to do. And we'll get rid of this thing. All right, guys. Thank you. Bye now. You have been listening to Country Life, Morgan O'Flaherty on West Limerick 102 FM.